You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Good evening. We're here, Mike and Kevin, uh, for your Rolling Toe show. And we have no idea what we're going to talk about. Nope. And we don't know how many callers or questions we're going to have. We're just here to have a conversation about uh, alignment. I, 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 I don't want to talk about alignment today. No more alignment. No, I don't want to. I'm tired of alignment. I'm tired of tires. I'm tired of alignment. I'm tired of caster, camber, toe thrust. I want to talk about um, air conditioning. No. <laughs> Please. I, well, I, we can talk about my new air conditioner. I'm really excited about it. You got a new air conditioner? I do have a new air conditioner. In, in your car? In my house. Oh, in your house. Yeah. And it's keeping you cool? It's Yeah, it's very nice. And it's got a humidifier for the winter. Yeah. I'm actually looking forward to something this winter. I never thought you could do that. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Very good. Air conditioning. That's it. Um, air conditioning blows cold air. Okay. Heaters blow hot air. Uh, uh-huh. That's the extent of my knowledge. That's <laughs> <laughs> the extent of your working. We could do a whole hour on that, couldn't we? I think people do do hours on blowing hot air. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly when they're talking politics, right? Or sports. Or, yeah, sports. They're doing a lot of that right now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Well, um, we're supposed to talk about tire and handling. We do. So we'll make an attempt at that. I Yeah. And uh, we're going to continue with our "Where are you calling from?" game. I'm anybody that wants to join. Yeah, I'm still hoping for a call from the Dominican Republic or Jamaica. You know, anything's possible. Somebody, somebody might call. I know they're receiving the signal. We might get. Yeah, we might get a call from Canada too. Right. I don't know that we've ever we're, had one of those. We're not actually literally on XM. No, no, we're just we're just on the Blog Talk Radio. Somebody can call from Canada. Anybody can call from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, if you have a question or a comment, uh, you push one on your phone dial. That will put you in the queue so that we can ask you questions. If you push it twice, you will erase yourself and be gone from the universe, and you'll never have to worry about anything again. That happens. Um, yeah. Okay. So what have we done lately? Well, I've taken some tech calls recently, and uh, I suppose there is an interesting subject to talk about. Is there? Somewhat, uh, like the guy that called from a tire dealer, uh, asking, you know, he's got a roughly ten-year-old Volvo, and he can't get the eccentric to move. Mm. So now, what does he do? I said, "Well, you replace it. Yeah, it's ten years old, and it won't budge. And you put your three-quarter gun on it, and you couldn't get it to budge. It's time to replace that seized-up old." Uh, uh, uh. And, and it could be that the metal is bonded to metal, or it could yeah. be that the rubber is bonded to metal. Even worse. And either way, it won't turn. So it's you're not going to turn. And even once you do get it to turn, chances are you've actually damaged it. Now it's not going to hold the alignment. Yeah, you probably anyway. ripped the rubber bushings, and now it's not going to stay where you want it anyway. Right. So what do you, you know, remember, this is our, your, what is your goal here? And, you know, his, his problem is, how do I tell the customer he's got to... Replace something. Well, the way I did it always, guys would come in and they'd come in with tingpin shot. Mm-hmm. Tie rod end joints held up with bailing wire. Yeah. Um, tie rods bent like a U. Yeah. Uh, U bolts loose in the rear suspension and bushing's gone. Mm-hmm. Or like that 200 uh, Kenworth, the, the eight bag with the, with the weird pin. Yeah, in with it. the pin in it. They would they weld wobble it out. Yeah, they'd weld it up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But those things. And, and the guy would say, well, just do the best you can. <sighs> I yeah. said, is that really what you want me to do? Yeah, I'll do the best you can. Okay, fine. I'd get an invoice. I'd write up an invoice for $300 and hand it to him. Right, we're done. He says, you didn't do anything. It's better than doing something. I did the best I could. <laughs> if that's what you want, piss your money away right now. Right. With your truck out there, in order to accomplish what we're trying to do, everything needs to be held within roughly a 30-second of an inch. Yeah. Everything, every yeah. point, all those bushings, the steer axle. The tie rod end joints. The pins in the steer yeah. uh, bushings, yep. uh, in the steer springs. Everything needs to be held within a 30-second of an inch to expect a reasonable the, result. Otherwise, it just kind of wobbles down the road. Or just So, yeah. the point being, keep your Fix truck it. in. We can align it. Yep. 
All right. We do have a couple of people that have a question or a comment, probably comments about how stupid we are, but that's okay. We'll take those two. It's something to talk about. <laughs> and the first one is from what area code? 316. 316. Car 316, where are you? What's your guess? Uh, Pennsylvania. You're going to go Pennsylvania? I'm going to go Florida. All right. I don't know why. I heard, by the way, speaking of sports and people blowing hot air, I heard Pennsylvania passed a law against making field goals this week. Is that right? Against making field goals. Okay. All right. All right. Very good. Uh, 316. Hello, Florida. uh, No, it's not Florida. It's uh, Kansas City, 316. Kansas City? That's just down the street from us. We should have known that. Seems like yeah, well, that's, yeah. That, that, that's, where I, that, that, that's where I got the cell phone. I'm actually from Los Angeles, but anyway. Uh, oh, you're, you're, using, uh, you're using one of those burner phones? <laughs> uh, no, it's just I bought it at Walmart, and that was the number they gave me. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> you're from L.A. You're using a Kansas City phone. This is awesome. Okay. That's right. Well, anyway, uh, I was in Salt Lake City uh, about three weeks ago, and I bought a new for me uh, 2013 uh, Cascadia. And okay. uh, as soon as I drove it, I mean, I liked the truck, but I could tell that it wasn't aligned right. So mm-hmm. I, uh, my first trip, I got a load out to a Kansas City so I could have Chad work on the truck. So, oh, no, uh, that's terrible. There that's and, just... It's horrible. <laughs> that guy's mad. We've had such horrible luck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, um, he uh, found, uh, well, first of all, he pulled a bunch of shims out of the front of it on the front axle. Then he put yeah, okay, a bunch yeah. of shims out of the back, and he, he basically said that uh, the truck was totally screwed up and that everything was wrong with it, all the way from the shims to the toe and everything else. So he worked on it, and he... Uh, he uh, got it all lined up perfectly, and uh, I uh, drove away, and I noticed that the truck was pulling slightly to the right. So no matter mm-hmm. where I was going, the truck would pull to the right, and I thought, well, you know, that is really unusual because, you know, Chad has done my other truck and all my friends' trucks, mm-hmm. and, I mean, he always does a perfect job, and I couldn't believe that the truck was still screwed up. So mm-hmm. um, I, was getting, I was getting ready to take the truck back, to them and say, hey, you know, it's 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 not right. And uh, what I did first is the truck had a little bit of damage on the front bumper, where the little tray that goes under the bumper was yeah. uh, torn off, just that little black right. part under uh, under there. So I went to the Freightliner dealer, and I uh, it was 118 bucks. I got the little piece and I bolted it on the bottom. And I started driving the truck and noticed that the truck no longer pulled to the right. It went straight down the road. <laughs> And I, I was shocked. Yeah, I was shocked that something as small as a little bit of the air dam on the front bumper can can actually uh, cause the truck to pull one way or the other. And so uh, I wanted to uh, mention that if anybody has got a situation where they think the actual alignment is right and the truck is still pulling one way or the other, they might look at the aerodynamics and see if there's something with the bumper or the spoilers or something with the bodywork. That's maybe causing uh, a drag on one side. You you are you make a very good point, and it's one that I normally don't pay too much attention to. But years ago, I did have a guy that had fairings between the sleeper and back toward the trailer, yeah. and on one side the fairing was gone, yeah. and the other side it wasn't. And that truck did have a pull until we pulled the fairing off of the other side, and, suddenly it and then it drove straight. Of course, he had wind resistance. Yeah. So he wound up putting them both back on, and then it was all fine again. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but uh, we tell people. But I, I, uh, I uh, thought that that was uh, very uh, good to know because a lot of people put on aftermarket bumpers on these trucks and bull bars and everything else, and I don't think yeah. they realize the amount of drag that stuff can can do. Because just one little uh, air dam on the front bottom of the right hand side bumper was enough to pull the truck to the right. So. I think people need to be very careful what they do to the to their trucks in terms of the bumpers and the bull bars and the metal bumpers and everything that they do because it obviously has a big effect on traffic. Good point. Thank you very much. That's excellent stuff. All right. All right. Thanks for right. calling Thanks, from Thank LA. Appreciate the show. Thank you, sir. Bye bye. Okay. All right. So we not only have to be alignment guys, we have to be aerodynamics guys. Yeah. Well. 
not necessarily. I mean, it, it, whenever whenever it comes down to it, we know alignment is really only part of the story. Absolutely, all those maintenance issues are yep. a really yep. big part of what we're doing. Yep. And like we tell people, if you're going to check whether or not your vehicle is pulling or not, mm-hmm. you want to see if you're in the right-hand lane, mm-hmm. uh, 60 miles an hour, because it is all relatively speed-sensitive, right? and with no wind. Mm-hmm. So preferably in the morning, as the golfer in front of me keeps right uh, uh, pays attention to. <laughs> if you golf in the morning, there's no wind. Golf in the afternoon, you got to fight the wind. Right. Well, this, this is sort of the same thing. It's, it is the same thing with your truck. And if you if you drive it without wind and you can find that the vehicle is is driving straight, then you figure you figured out what your uh, well. One of the tricks we used to do all the time when we were doing test drives after we did alignment is we had a particular section of road and let's say the wind was coming out of the south, mm-hmm. we would go east west on that road. Yeah, with the wind on one side of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pulling that way. We put it in the fast lane. Well, it's not pulling as much, but it's still pulling that way. We go down to the next interchange, turn around, and come back. Oh, it's pulling the other way. Yeah, yeah. Completely uh, the opposite reaction. Sorry, it's wind. Yeah, can't do anything about that. Yeah. All righty, very good. Uh, next caller is from. Oh, we know this one. We know this one. We know this one. Okay, cool. I'm glad we know this uh, one. The three, two, one area. Oh, 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 Florida. Right. Uh, Cape Canaveral, uh, Cocoa Beach, sure. uh, east of Orlando. East of Orlando. That's yeah. the place. Three, two, one. Cool. Let's let's see what he has to say. All right. That's the wrong one. Oh, that's that, that's that's right. the wrong one. Sorry, folks. That was the wrong one. Now the right one. Three, two, one. Mark okay. this down. Hello there, Florida. I can hear me now. I can hear you now. Okay, good. Yes, you remembered. I called you a couple weeks ago. Uh-huh. <laughs> you remembered the 321. I have a well, question. It, I was listening I was listening to a program earlier and they were talking about tire uh pressure and they had mentioned something about your tire pressure should, you know, be according to what your load is. Now, how in the world correct. can you do that when you have a different load all the time? That's right. You're exactly right. Now, if you let an engineer tell you how to inflate your tires, okay? Uh-huh. You will have you will have to scale every axle every time you change load. Exactly. You'll have to adjust adjust the pressures <laughs> up and down on each axle and each tire in order to get it right. Right. Now, right. Now nobody right. does that. Okay. Nobody does that. No. All right. Right. So this the second half of that discussion is that if you run a tire twenty percent overinflated, it will cost you five percent of the tire's life. If you run a tire 20% underinflated, it will cost you 20% of the tire's life. Now, knowing those two factors, if you can't be perfect, would you rather be overinflated or under? Over, of course. Correct. So now take that as your basis. Then what you do is you figure out what the maximum load should be for your truck, and you air to that load, and when you're empty, you're just overinflated. Okay? Okay. Now, let's okay. take it another step past sense. that. Okay. Right. Using dual tires over the years, we have learned that 90 to 100 pounds in a dual wheel application for a big truck tends to wear the tires pretty darn good. Now, the interesting okay. thing is that if you look at the load inflation chart for those low pro 22.5 tires, if you were fully loaded, the tire only requires 75 PSI. But if, okay. you, but if you ran 75 PSI, your tires will wear terrible. We know it would. Yes. Which means I would assume the so. idiot which means the idiot that wrote the inflation chart doesn't know what he's talking about. Okay. All right. So we all traditionally will run out of an eighteen wheel rig. We'll run sixteen of those tires overinflated by thirty three percent compared to the load and inflation chart. Does that make sense? Okay, 33% above 75% then, correct? Correct. Correct. Okay. But then they'll, then they'll take the two steer tires and they'll run either the minimum or slightly less than the minimum pressure in them and wonder why their steer tires were so bad. Okay. So we keep gotcha. telling everybody, you overinflate 16 your tires. Let's go ahead and overinflate the last two and see what happens. Okay. And it's worked out really well. And we get a lot better tire work. So do you basically do the trailer tires the same? Because I basically run the same all the way around, but I've had a little issue with my trailer, so I'm not really sure what to do when I get new tires on it, whether I should overinflate well, it 
or put it just to where it's supposed to be or what? Now, that depends on what kind of problem you're having. Uh, yeah, as far as tire, well, I had a lot of work done on the trailer because I was having really bad tire wear, and that's what I called you about. I had the trailer lined and some radius rods replaced, and it seems to be driving down the road pretty good. Okay. So I would I would recommend, <clears throat> what size tires are you running? Low Pro 22.5s? Correct, yes. I would run 100 pounds in my drive tires and in my trailer tires, okay? Because full maximum okay, load okay. should be... You should be running 34,000 pounds on a pair of trailer axles. You should be running 34,000 pounds on a pair of drive axles, right? Yep. Correct. If, uh, if you're running duals, right? Or unless you have right. a spread yes. axle trailer. Do you no, have a no, spread no. axle trailer? No, I got trailer? drive at. No, it's a drive okay. at. No, but it's just a regular drive at. Okay. Yeah. So 100 pounds should wear just fine no matter what brand tire you put back there, okay? Okay. The tires, though... They're carrying a lot more weight per tire. They're carrying 6,000 pounds per tire, where your driving trailer tire is only carrying 4,000 pounds per tire. Okay? okay. Got so it. I like, I like 120 in my steers. Right. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. Now, that's the hmm. sidewall of that tire says it needs at least 110 pounds to carry the 6,000-pound load. Well, that would be like running okay. 75 pounds in the rears. We just don't do it. So we like 10 extra pounds. Now, the limit on how much you can put in your steer tire is not set by the tire. It's set by the rim. By the if rim, correct. At, okay, I didn't know that. It's, okay. It's, yep. stamp, it's stamped on the rim what its maximum cold inflation is. And they're usually okay. 120. And that's what I'll put okay. in the tire. <clears throat> oh, wow. Okay, I've never run that much in a steer. Okay. Uh, now, so as far so I've, I've actually got the cat size on my tractor. Well, whatever you want to call those little things that give you the weight. I mean, the uh, air pressure. Sure. And I've run a 105. So is that okay. too far above? That's fine. Would that be no, no, still no, okay no, with no, a trailer no. and, a, and a tractor? I mean. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. If you're, I mean, you're, you're really going by at that point, how does your tire wear respond? I mean, if you're seeing. <clears throat> High pressure wear, which would be what the, uh, the shoulders, the shoulder. Yeah, if you're seeing shoulder wear on all eight tires, then okay. you know on both inside and too outside much. shoulders. Yeah, you have too much air then. Yeah, then you might okay. want to back up. Shoulder wear. Okay, got gotcha. yep. Okay, okay, got it. Okay, all right, great. Thank you so much. Not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a good day. Thanks. Yep. Thank you. You too. Bye bye. <laughs> okay, Florida. Uh, Cape Canaveral City slash Los Angeles, yeah, and Cape Canaveral, Florida. That the, well, the guy's really from Los Angeles, he said. Right, and this guy's really from Florida. Right, so we have gone coast, coast to coast. coast. Yeah, awesome. We've got a heck of an audience. <clears throat> We're a great job. I don't think we we rarely talk to people from Iowa, though. So I don't know if that's saying anything. Well, that's true. <laughs> All right, what do we got in the next one? Uh, six five one, six fifty one, six fifty one. I don't know why it is that I come in here to do the show, and I start thinking about phone area codes, and my mind goes totally blank. Well, I think oh, it's because it's not really that important. Or maybe because my mind's a blank all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. 651, take a guess. Uh, I'm going with Tennessee. I'm going to go Pennsylvania. Uh, Either that or North Jamaica. You still want an island. Yes. Hello there. Hello. Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota, Sven and Ollie territory. Yep. Um, yeah. Got a question. I just listen to that guy. I have a, a trucking company. I have uh, I have all pneumatic trailers, so we're eighty thousand out, empty coming back. Mm-hmm. And do you would that still apply doing one hundred and twenty in the steers? Absolutely, because the the weight okay. on the steers doesn't hardly change. Yeah, if you if you weighed okay. your truck bobtailed, if you weighed it bobtailed. And then you've got a set back front axle in a normal conventional tractor. You're you're ten thousand five to eleven thousand on that steer axle all the time. Okay. And then when you load the trailer, you only pick up a thousand pounds or so on that steer axle. And then the funny okay. thing is, you weigh that truck sitting still, and you say, "Yeah, there's twelve thousand pounds there." Then you go driving down the road, and you step on the brakes. How much weight's on the steer axle now? Shit ton. A lot. So that, that's why we, yeah, that's why we find a lot uh, a better tire wear if we'll run ten extra pounds in the steer tires. 
I believe that. Okay. Because I, I, I have one. I got another question. Is that I'm slowly switching my fleet uh, over to uh, aerodynamic truck. I still have <laughs> about eight trucks with w, that are W nines with 24 tall rubber. Does that apply mm-hmm. with that? Yes. Okay. Yes. All, right. all tires, all steer tires, on a 24.5 tire, the sidewalls say 105 instead of 110. You could go 115, but the difference of five pounds front and back between 115 and 120 is nothing, and I like the 120 better. Okay. Um, one more question, if you have time. Sure. Uh, I'm going to order some road chain shocks. Um, okay. On my good trucks, on my steers, I can get about 150000 Um Is that number going to go up quite a bit or not too much? I have no idea. I have never had the yep. opportunity to personally test Road King shocks. Okay. I've looked. I've looked at their construction. Their construction is impressive. Really looks like it should okay. work good, but I can't personally say, yeah, it works better than anything else. All right, because uh, I'm going to run them on that. Uh, I bought a set for uh, the tractor and one set for the trailer. Since we are empty half the time, we split that up over eight tires on the trailer, and the trailer weighs 9,000 anyways. There's not very much weight, and the trailer right. is just bouncing down the road. Right. So I get a lot of cupping, and um, I'm hoping that will help out a lot with that. Well, let's make sure on your cupping on your trailers, first of all, you need to make yep. sure your bearings are tight. If you get loose bearings, you're getting a cupping, okay? The second thing is you need to make sure you're matching your casings in the dual wheel positions. Don't put a tall tire next to a short tire. Don't put a Michelin next to a Goodyear. Things like that make them cup, okay? Now, we changed up last winter. I figured that out, and it made all the difference in the world. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The next thing is if you have the Hendrickson suspension, you probably have a lightweight six-inch diameter axle, and the axle flexes and causes cupping on the inside edge of the inside tires, okay? If you see that, there is a way to reinforce that axle to stop that cupping. Okay. Okay? All right. All right. So if you have questions on those things, feel free to give us a call. Be glad to talk to you about details on those. And then what I would ask from you... I would ask that you give us a feedback on what your experience is with that Road King shock, because I'd really like to see some results. Yes, I was just going to tell you, I got my uh, salesman coming over tomorrow morning. They want an exact, exact truck, exact VIN, because they build them right to the truck and trailer. So, um, cool. I don't know. Yeah, I'm excited. So I'll let you know. I'd appreciate that, buddy. All right. All right. Thank you very much. You have a great day. Thanks for calling. You too. Minnesota, all Spain and Ollie territory. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep. All very typical issues. Okay. Yeah. Common. All right. We got more questions here. We we better keep rolling, huh? Got a few more. Yes, uh, we do. This one's five oh seven. That's familiar. It is. I think it's Minnesota also. You think so? Well, it could be Missouri. You take Minnesota. All right. I'll take Missouri. Okay. And I'm backing it up with the Jamaica. Hello, 507. Hello, you are correct. I, it is Minnesota. He was right. <laughs> okay. Two Minnesotas in a row. What's um, up? 16 ply steer tires, what per PSI? 120. Or, uh, sorry, 130. Because okay, the 16 ply is rated for 130. Yes, yep. go right to the rim max because the sidewall of that tire says 120. Yep. And so I will go, go right to 130. Yep. All right, because I just put a set on last week, went to 120, but I'm like, they squat just as much as the 14 plies did. So yes, they do. I'm running around on seven axles pulling, doing 97,000. But now my pusher that I put on about two months ago, I checked the alignment on that because it seems to have a little goofy tire wear. The alignment's right on. Uh-huh. Um. In, inside to outside, there's no problem. Right. I got his heel to toe. Seems like it's actually going away after it's got a few miles on him now. It's like each sipe, you can feel the feel the left one one way, but not yes. the other. Right. Well, heel and toe is produced either by engine torque 
or brake application. Those two things create heel and toe. A brand new tire with soft rubber will be very susceptible to heel and toe as you step on the brakes when you're breaking the tire in. Once, a lot of okay. flex. Yeah, there's a lot of flex in the tire. But once it heats up and hardens up, it will get less. Now, if you have over-aggressive brakes for the load that's on it, you can create more heel and toe, too. Okay. What pressure, same thing on a pusher, 10 over? How much weight are you carrying on it? Right around 10. Right around 10. See, and the tires are really... Before that, really I w and I'm running, running uh, like a 245, 22.5. It's like a car hauler. Right. Double drop, low boy tire. Right. Before right. that, I don't think I had enough down pressure on it. I was only running about seventy-five to hundred to eight thousand pounds on the on the on the axle, mm -hmm. and now I've bumped it up, so I'm like a ten or a little more all the time. So, okay, I would I look at what the sidewall of the tire is rated for, and let's say okay. that it's six thousand pounds per tire, which means you could carry twelve thousand pounds on the axle. Okay. I think it's sixteen two fifty actually. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So you could carry twelve thousand pounds on that axle with two tires together, okay? And the the odds are that sidewall inflation recommendation is probably a hundred and ten on it. Okay? Okay. All right. But if you're only carrying ten thousand instead of twelve thousand, you could probably get away with a one ten. But that also makes it complicated to figure out what inflation am I supposed to run on which tires. Right. And my experience has always been more air is better than less air. Always run extra air. Okay. If you, if you start to see, like I said, that you get the, the, the high pressure wear. Which is both shoulders. Inflation that both shoulder wear shows up okay. uh, uh, slower than the low pressure wear. Right, right. So if you do start to see it, well, just back off a little bit and get yep. fine. Okay. All right. What about what about on three axle on the trailer on twelve tires now? All equal space, sixty inch. Yeah, and they're rated now seventeen thousand per axle, axle, right? A, um, I can't. I'm guessing. Yeah, thirty. Yeah, seventeen thousand. Seventeen. Yep. Okay, so that means each tire back there, fully loaded, is only carrying four thousand two hundred and fifty pounds. So we're back to the minimum pressure according to the chart is 75, and our experience is they run best at about 100. Okay. All right. That All right. should do it. Cool. If you have any other problems or any feedback on the results, let us know. We'd like to have, uh, have feedback from uh, anybody else, okay? The pusher tire was the one that was kind of giving me a issue. I just didn't know what, but I'm... Like, I didn't know I could get some from braking, and that could have been, like you say, it's the tire that's on there. It's a closed shoulder outside and inside, mm -hmm. but everything mm -hmm. in the middle has got sipes to it. It's like yes. little little square blocks, and, and every yes. one of them, it seems like the one tire is coming out of it, and like they both, the edges aren't as sharp already, you know? Mm-hmm. But if you've got but one brake that's if you got one brake that's a bit more aggressive than the other, you're still going to have heel and toe on one tire than the other. This is what's called brake more. balance. There's a system, okay. uh, There's a machine out there that'll check the brake balance, and and they try to advocate it hasn't really gone anywhere. But yeah. you can have one brake grabbing more than the other and create more heel and toe in one tire than the other one. Which I, and yeah, those, those running. things. Those things can be caused by uh, the. The, the wheel not being centered properly yeah. or the, the drum not being centered properly. And so you'd get heel and toe uh, on part I of the rotation of the tire. all the way around. Well, oh, I'm running yeah, disc you all the way around. And that's an aggressive brake. Yeah. There's no heat thing in that sucker. And if there's a little bit of wobble in that rotor, it'll grab in part of the rotation knob in the other. You may see severe heel and toe in one part of the tire and not in the other part. Yeah, it's been really so, even all the way around, but... I've only so, had so the, the thing way, on for twenty thousand miles, and I've only, I'm not. It's only when I'm loaded that it's down. So I'm only loaded about sixty percent of the time pulling a hopper. Mm -hmm. So and it's showing up. Then. I'm gonna have to wait for a few extra miles to see if it's gonna smooth out or what. You know. Correct. Even if if it does, you should expect 
you're going to have to rotate tires at some point. And just reversing the direction of the the lugs is yep. going to reverse the wear. Yeah, so switching them side to side might be a good step. I thought I might have to do that more than normal. I might have to do that every, you know, 50,000 mm-hmm, on yeah. the truck, which might be 30,000. It's actually on the ground, you know, mm-hmm, and yeah. just do it because it's easy to do. I mean, I can do that at right. because I can lift it right, right off the ground. So, right. Yeah. All right. All right, buddy. You know, if we have any more issues or if we get her figured out. Excellent. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Minnesota, two in a row. That's a record. Is it? I don't know. It sounded like a record to me. Probably. Minnesota. (laughs) All right. Who we got next? We got a lot of calls. 480. 480. We've got a half hour left. California. Uh, Texas. Okay. A lot of area comes in Texas. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> Hello, 480. Hello. What's Hello. up? Just, uh, I had my truck aligned. I was just wondering if it was, uh, I have an airbag that was leaking. I don't know if the truck leaked down when they did the alignment, if that's going to be something that would cause a vibration later down the road. Yes, if the airbag leaked down, it changes the alignment while the guy's trying to do it. If he let the airbag leak down while he was doing it and didn't keep making sure the inflation was up, he needs to be dope slapped. I don't know who he was. Right. Okay? But yeah. didn't would it cause a vibration? Doesn't it could depending on it depending on what height it was at when he said it. If he said it when the flag was down, then when lifted up your alignment changed. Well your alignment did change, but does yeah. that cause a vibration? Well what kind of vibration do you have? Um, just, uh, shaking at about 50 or 68 miles an hour. And is it shaking in the steering wheel or in your seat? Uh, it's in the back end of the truck. Okay. So it's in the back end of the truck and that speed range indicates it's either a balance problem or a driveline angle problem. Right. Okay. And by the nice. way, it's, uh, Mesa, Arizona, Phoenix. Okay. <laughs> Okay, very good. Now, where, where's 480 at? Oh, Mesa, Arizona. You just told us that. Yeah, I thought that's where he had the alignment done. Don't mind me. <laughs> and that's where I had it done, too. So. Okay, all right. Well, I don't, that vibration I wouldn't blame on alignment. That vibration okay. I'm going to blame on some other issues. Okay? okay. All right. Well, thank all you right. very much. You bet you, buddy. Oh. Bye-bye. I had to say it, but I did not say it. Arizona. Good enough. We got it. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. Rear end vibrations, high speed, 60, 68 miles an hour. It's not alignment. It's balance. Uh, it's not wheel bearings. It could be driveline angles. Yeah. But driveline angles normally is down around 40, but we'll yeah. see. But it could be. Could be. Uh, 801. 801. Boy, that sounds familiar, too. That's Right next to your toll-free calls. It is. I'm going to take Dominican Republic. Well, I'm thinking Morris Platte, Nebraska, because that's where all the... the 800 calls are? Calls Call out. centers are in Nebraska. Right. <laughs> okay, very good. Hey, man, you're yeah, from Martin, the Dominican. Yeah. I wish I was. I'd be fun <laughs> on the beach having a margarita. Uh, there you no, go. That's the Utah number. However, I actually live in uh, Missouri. But that's the U- point. It's a Utah. A Utah, like Utah, Utah number. Yeah. Now, this is the yeah. second guy we've had call today with a phone number from someplace other than where he lives. And both of them have oh, yeah. Android numbers. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. Well, I, I, you got the phone number for 20 years. You're not going to change it. Oh, there you go. There you oh, go. I know how that is. Okay. I changed my numbers just so my kids can't find me. Hey, I have a, a I'm on my way to Kansas City. I'm actually approaching Kansas City right now, uh, so I'm going to probably try to get a hold of Chad tomorrow. A um, okay. couple questions. Um, I have uh, Michelin XVA3s on the um, on the uh, steer tires. Uh, how long? Uh, how many miles would be um, expected out of that? Assuming you, you did everything right. Okay. The typical average steer tire life, if we do the alignment right for the normal highway operator with that tire, is going to be somewhere right up around 200,000 miles. 
190, 200, 210, okay? All right. But I have had guys with that tire on it doing everything that they were told to do, and they wouldn't drive faster than 60 miles an hour, and they were getting 270 to 280,000 out of the same tire. Okay. I'm not quite, I'm not quite there yet, so... Um, well, and the alignment. So Lake do it. They did a great job. It lasted for a couple of years, and I started getting some wear on the inside left tire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know what caused that. Uh, I really meticulous about the air pressure, but I don't keep the 120. Uh, right well, now, I'm looking at about 113. If you got inside edge on one front tire, that's not inflation. And typically, okay. inside edge of the left front tire would indicate that the toe is becoming slightly towed out, and the truck has got a very slight right pull. And yeah. and if it's been two years since anybody's checked the alignment, that could be it. Yes, go ahead. And All right. Well, I'm going to check this check and get this in and, and get it taken care of. Um, another question. Uh, I've got Rogue King shots on there. Uh, quite honestly, I haven't been really thrilled about the customer service. Um, that's besides the point. Um, is there a, mm-hmm. a brand that, or a type of shock that you uh, prefer? No. Nope. Nope. They all work. Shocks is shocks. Okay. All right. Well, um, we'll go for yellow or blue shocks and uh, get uh, personally, that on I there. Per- I prefer the black ones. You know, just paint them black and they're all good. <laughs> Black is nice, or maybe bright orange, whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, One more question. Uh, When uh, I saw the wear on the inside, I rotated the tires, thinking, well, let's at least negate the the wear on that and spread it out. Um, And I have two balanced uh, sleeves on, on the front. And the wheels, the rims had been on there for so long that the um, they seized on the uh, True Balance sleeve. Yeah, you, you got to use Andy. You got to use Andy Andy seize. Yeah. Well, that's what we have on there now. But the uh, mechanic pounded the daylights out of the front tires to try and get it off. Now I've yeah. got a little pull to the uh, left. Okay. But that so could have been I, the inside edge of the left front tire when you rotate it. Okay. The tire could be causing the pull. Now, okay. on the XZA3, on yes. the tread of the tire, in the middle of each rib is a small yes. cut about a half inch long that's in line with the rib. It's called a sipe cut. And with the Michelin XZA3 and with the Goodyear 399 and 395 and with a few other brands of tires, you can just take the tip of your finger and run it back and forth across that little sipe. And if it feels sharp going one way and smooth coming the other way, that's the start of feathered wear. Mm-hmm. And okay. at that point, you need to have the alignment checked before you ruin the edge of the tire. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I am um, going to be, uh, well, since I got a day off tomorrow after I deliver, I'll hopefully we'll be able to get the uh, alignment done. Uh, can I find the phone number on your website? Yes. Go to our, our locator shop locator tab, and you can find Chad's phone number. Splendid. I've heard a lot about him. Uh, like I said, the guy in Salt Lake, he also did a fantastic job. It's been like, like I said, it's um, done well. So I'll let you get on Good. and see some uh, other customers. I appreciate you all. Have a great Thank night. You, sir. you do the same. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Okay. Yeah, as far as you know, a couple of years without getting an alignment—that's that's fabulous, right? And it's uh, the, the thing about it is, if it, if if you if you're you couldn't expect an alignment to last a couple of years, then you couldn't expect the tire to get two hundred thousand miles. Right. It. Now, the older the truck is, the, mm-hmm. the closer you have to pay attention. Right, because things start coming apart right. and the alignment starts changing. The U-bolts get loose. The tie rod end joints start getting bad. Yeah. And that's why we want you feeling that sipe in the tire all the time. Check your, if you, if you, if you, especially if you got an older truck, you want to be able yeah. to top that stuff. As soon as you have a vibration, yeah. you know what? It's time to find out what's And going. it's just like looking at oil leaks on your engine. Right. You don't look at the engine until there's oil leaks. Next thing you know, you got the oil in the engine. Right. Okay, cool. Okay. What do we got? Uh. Two more. 203. 
03. I'm drawing a complete blank tonight. I go with Indiana. You're going to go Indiana? I'm going to go Jamaica again. Jamaica. Sounds like the most fun place. You are wearing a trap. Hello, Jamaica. Well, you were close. It's Belize. Belize. All right. Belize, looking for an Belize North. Belize North? Is Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut? <laughs> also like Connecticut. This is good. Connecticut. Okay. <laughs> What's up, Belize? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I got two comments and a question. My first okay. comment, Rokank Shocks. Yeah. In my opinion, don't waste the money. Uh, okay. Are they better? They're better when they work, but they tend mm-hmm. to blow out and customer service blows over there and they won't ah. take care of you. They don't warranty anything. So why spend the extra money? I've now gone back to OEM shocks and I replace mm-hmm. them every 75,000 to 100,000 miles. And the way I look at it is it's going to take me a really long time to catch up to the cost of a new set of road kings. Okay, just, so, just for my information, because I haven't bought shocks for yeah. trucks in ages. What does a yeah. regular set of OEM, what does a regular OEM shock, not a set, just a shock cost, and what does a Road King shock cost? Uh, well, I, I bought a whole set both ways, so I couldn't tell you. Okay, what's a whole set both shock? ways then? Uh, Give me a whole set like both ways. It was about 450 For the OEMs? Yeah. For the OEMs. And what was it for right. Road King? Yeah. Uh, I, I think it was two fifty for the uh, uh, Road Kings. Almost six times as much. Well, there you go. And and yeah. I if if I got three or four times the use out of mm-hmm. the Road Kings, I would mm-hmm. say okay, I paid a premium price for a premium product. I got mm-hmm. the same amount of use out of the Road King, yeah, but- and now they want me to pay to rebuild them. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. I, I won't do it. All right. And their customer service is horrible. They don't return phone calls. They make promises that they don't keep. They're horrible. Absolutely okay. horrible. Let's, and Kevin, I appreciate. Kevin I, I appreciate. I, oh, 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 let's yeah. stop. Let's stop. I appreciate the feedback. Okay. Let's move off of that and go on to the next stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. No problem. <laughs> okay. Uh, my second comment about. Uh, You've talked uh, quite a bit in the beginning of the show about uh, tire pressures. Yeah. Two and a half years ago, I met you, Mike, and uh, I told you about my issues. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to be the anecdotal evidence at, that 120 on all your tires is really the way to go. Since cool. I switched really? 120 all on all my tires, all the way around, uh, I have had no issues whatsoever. Uh, I do run a, a, an XEA 3 Plus Energy up front, but what okay. I do is I actually, even though I don't carry heavy up front, I still have an H-rated tire because my mm-hmm. belief, and I, I stress it's a belief. I don't know if I'm going to ever believe. Uh, I'm going to ever be able to prove it, but my belief is that the heavier uh, uh, rated tire will actually last longer. We'll see if okay, I'm right or wrong. Here's my belief on this. If yeah. you look at the tires that wear the best on mm-hmm. all of the trucks that I look at, they're tires that are running between 75 and 80% of their capable load. In other words, there's more tire than you really need for the position. The tires right. that give me the biggest problem are the tires that are running right at their limit. Yep. Right. So my choice is always to put a heavier tire there and I've got reserve capacity, and I have less problems. Yep. And, and that was kind of my theory. It's, it's, I, I, I thank you for supporting my theory. Okay, <laughs> you're welcome. Good. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah, I, I wish okay. that they made heavier rated super singles because I'd buy those. Because when you look at the cost of difference in tire, it's so mm-hmm. little cost. And if you mm-hmm. can get another forty or 50,000 miles out of them, what the hell? And That's if right. wear, and my thought process is, if they're wearing slower, that means they're wearing slower when they're really low on trade, and that's when you get your best fuel mileage. Right. Well, and I want to be able to hold that tire with the lower tread as long as I can. 
Correct. Continental Tire has just announced that they're eliminating the 14-ply tire. They're not going to make it. Are they really? They, yes, they didn't used to make a 14-ply. They came into the U.S. with a 16-ply, but then they started producing a 14-ply to, to match everybody else. And now they're eliminating right. the 14-ply. They're going back to just 16-ply. So you got to look at the MBAs that determined that if you could just get the cheapest tire to do the job, you could save a little bit of money on the purchase versus the reasonable actual professionals that are looking at trying to get the job done the best way possible. For the lowest cost in the long run, not the initial purchase price. Right. Hey, listen, if I want to, if I want to cut my tire cost in half, I'll go buy some double coins. There or you go. Chinese or whatever. The problem is, is now I've just, you know, within five or six months, the cost difference in fuel is gets blown out. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's insanity yeah. how yeah. people all you, all you really cut off their nose uh, despite price. their face. That's true. Yeah, That's all you really so, did was cut the price, my, not the cost. Right. Exactly, exactly. And and so that's my anecdotal evidence that two and a half years ago, I thank you, Mike, for introducing me to higher tire pressures. And um, like I said, I'm playing with the, you know, using more heavy tires and my tires wear like iron and they, they, they just absolutely are smooth all the way across. Besides that idiot, Chad does my uh, oh, uh, alignment oh. and and oh. he's ruined me because I used to love giving money to the alignment guys. I can't give money to the alignment guys anymore. <laughs> you can take him to dinner once in a while. He'd be grateful. Because you never have to Yeah, well, you know, whenever I go to the CMC, I always say, hey, Chad, check my alignment. I pay him to check it, and he always says, well, it doesn't need to be fixed. Yeah. So yeah. that's how that's I, I give deal. a little extra that way. And, and, I and don't he appreciates it. So now, uh, absolutely. And so on to my actual question for the evening. Oh, he's got a question. Uh, I'm getting ready. Okay. I, I actually have a question. I'm getting ready to purchase a trailer. I know it's going to be a used trailer. I know not to buy a trailer with a Hendrickson uh, suspension. Absolutely, positively, I crossed it off the, the list. My question for you is, how do you know if it has a Hendrickson suspension? Does it look different than others, or is there a tag someplace I should be looking for? Yeah, there is a tag on the left side of the trailer that will say Hendrickson, unless somebody has scraped them all off. But they wouldn't have done that. You never know. Okay. The second, the yes, second I, thing is, I, the, the second thing is that the Hendrickson suspension has no U-bolts in it. Yep. Ah. It's a, okay. It's a six-inch diameter axle tube instead of a five-inch diameter axle tube. I don't know if you'll be able to tell that. And it passes right through the suspension and is welded into place. Yep. Okay. The third thing is, on the left side of the truck, in front of the axle, is a big arm that comes to a hanger, and there's a round washer there with an off-center bolt, and there's a square indent in the washer that you could put a breaker bar in in order to twist that eccentric washer to change your alignment. Right, that, the tip of a half-inch wrench is what goes Okay, in. I and that, thought of, because I'm, I'm a real layman. I thought of a really mm-hmm. easy way at this moment to figure it out. If I just mm-hmm. took a piece of string and wrapped mm-hmm. it around the tube and mm-hmm. measured it, obviously it's going to be longer than if it's a five-inch. Correct. True. But I thought, I mean, so, you've gone... Okay, so that would, be, that would tell you the difference that between the... You could do that. Yeah. Right. Because they're, the only, they're okay. the only company that uses a six-inch tube. Yeah. Good. Now, are there any other brands or any other styles of suspensions I should avoid, like airbag versus, you know, leap spring or, or anything well, like that? Now, there there is a discussion, and there's a transition going on in the industry today. More and more of the large major fleets like Swift and J.B. Hunt are starting to go back to spring suspensions instead of air rides. Less maintenance. Air, Less maintenance, lower initial cost. Right. I don't think the weight difference is much. And okay. spring rides get better tire wear than air rides do. It's a do they simple really? fact. They do. Absolutely, they do. When you hit a bump with a spring ride, the energy that's generated passes into the frame of the trailer, and it bounces your cargo a little bit and dissipates the energy through the movement of the cargo. 
On an air ride trailer, all the energy is contained in the axle because the airbag won't let it transition, and the energy gets dissipated ah. through the tires. And so we have more wheel end problems, we have more regular tire wear problems with air rides than we do with spring rides. Is that the same for tractors, too? Yes. But the ride is so much worse with a spring ride that nobody wants to ride in a a spring ride truck. I would assume it's to a lesser degree on the tractor, but... Okay. Still the same thing. uh, It's the same concept, yeah. Okay, it makes sense. In that case, your feet uh, and the tires definitely make drivers drive longer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, I'll buy that. Depending on what you're hauling and how how much you care about your personal comfort in the ride... You could consider a spring ride instead of an air ride, but I guarantee it's going to ride a little rougher. Yeah. At least you got an air ride seat and an air ride cab. There you go. Yeah. Well, my tractor has a a full air ride, even the front axles air. So, Mm -hmm. and I have a a 273 inch wheelbase. So it's a pretty smooth running tractor. And Mm -hmm. I've pulled air ride suspensions and, and spring suspensions. And I'll be honest with you, unless. I'm driving in New York City or Detroit. I really don't see a huge difference right, uh, right. between air and, and spring when I'm driving yes. the tractor. I mean, so it, you it, could. I always. Go ahead. You could consider a spring ride then instead of an air ride. Yeah, keep your shocks in good shape. and. Well, there's no shocks on a spring ride. No shocks on a spring ride. I would add shocks to a spring ride personally, <laughs> but there are no shocks normally on a spring ride trailer. Well, you got them on the front. Oh, on the trailer. On the trailer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spring on the trailer. Don't know about the tractor. So, and so, so when I buy the trailer, have them weld up a couple set of brackets and throw in some... some uh, yeah. Monroe, Monroe sells a conversion kit that'll put, put shocks on a trailer. Oh, really? Do they? Yeah. We used to okay. put them on all the time. Okay. All right. And okay. I'm assuming that, get, that gives you better tire wear. That's the reason yes, for it. You, well, no, the shock is put on to give you a better ride. The shock is put on oh, to okay. control the rebound. Right. Okay? All right, buddy. Right. Yeah, all right. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate the show. Glad to help. Right. You have a good day. Thanks for calling. All right, bye. Bye. Okay. Well, we got like seven minutes and five calls. Well, let's, let's talk to whoever we can. What do we got? 832. 832, no clue. I'm going to bet you're coming calling from No Clue USA. Texas. Okay. Same thing. Okay. <laughs> Hello, no clue. Hello. Hello. Hello, where's 832? Houston, Texas. It is Texas. Kevin was right. <laughs> All right, what can we do for you? I live in I live in Indiana, but that's another story behind that. Another one of these guys, two staters. Okay. We got some X's. We do X's. I got all my X's live in Texas. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that's a good. That, that's part of it. Yeah. yeah. That works. Okay. So what's up, buddy? Okay. Uh, I've got a brand new glider kit, uh, 2016 yeah. out of Columbia. Yeah. I've had it. The dealer when I got the truck and they got it built, they set the alignment. I've had it in one other shop. They said it was okay. It was within yeah. specs. I'm getting yeah. a wear on the right front steer tire. Buddy mm-hmm. mine's got a 2014. His is wearing the same. And mm-hmm. we he's been to Chad. Chad's worked on that one up there, but he's still got the same problem. Mm-hmm. The right front steer tire wearing off. And we've got both mm-hmm. of us have a slight right-hand pull. Okay. Now, once Chad worked on the truck, did you rotate the steer tires? You still running them where they were? He put, he put, that was the other truck, but he put brand new tires on after that, and he's got okay. the wear showing up on the tires again. Okay. My personal preference at this stage would be to call Chad next time you're going through Kansas City, explain to him that you've had it aligned, you still got this problem, you want him to check and see if there's anything else. Right. Because anything I do at this point is just going to be a wild-ass guess. We really want okay. him to be able to take a second look at it. Yep. All right. Now, with the right front and the left front steer tires are wearing great. With the right yep. front wearing just a little bit off the outside edge, would that give me the right-hand pull? Yeah. Well, the wear is telling me there's a right-hand pull. First. And then second, okay. once you start getting that wear, it's going to pull even worse. Right. The worse it wears, the more the pull gets. 
right, now this is a, uh, uh, I have a liftable axle. It's a tractor, and I'm mm-hmm. a 53-foot fan, but I am able to lift one of my drive axles. And when I do that, the weight on my, it's my front drive axle that comes up, but mm-hmm. it's a pusher. When I do that, my steer axle gets noticeably heavier. I can lift Ooh. that axle when I only got 10,000 pounds in the trailer or something like that. And I go up uh-huh. to like 12, 8 on the steer. Well, that's an interesting thing that Chad can do. He can measure the alignment loaded or empty. Right. See what the difference is. So right. Get to him with a loaded trailer and lift that axle and see if there's a difference. Well, let me ask another question. What tires are you running on the steer? Are they 14 or 16 ply? 14 ply, Yokohama 617s. You need to go to 16 ply. You need 130 psi in the steer tires, especially since you're you're adding extra weight to that steer. Because that Yokohama tire on the front could only carry 12,003, and you just told me you're going to 12.8. At times, I do. Yes. You're overloading with this the tire. Axle, with this setback yep. axle, I do very much loading that axle. And, and that the only way I can be... do that is to slide my trailer further back, and that opens my gap up, Mark, with my fuel mileage. Right, right. I got no problem with you running the weight up there. We just need to put a tire that's capable of handling it. And the whole thing may be coming from an overload. Right. Okay. Now, right, the so second thing, I get it to Chad, and I would try to get it to Chad, if possible, with a load on it so he can measure it with the lifted and with it unlifted, and he can see what's changing. If there's anything changed. Okay. All right. Okay. I need any idea of what tire to put up there, any particular brand you recommend, or just whatever I like? Whatever you like, whatever you get a good price at, but make sure it's a 16-ply. Yep. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Not a problem, buddy. Bye-bye. Would you need another rim for that? Yeah, he's going to have to go to 130 rim because he's going to have a 120 rim now. Right. So he's going to need to go to a heavier rim so he can go 130 PSI, 16-ply tire. Okay. Now, right. if we wanted to go real legal on it, he needs a heavier axle. He needs heavier springs. At that point, yeah. But I'm not going to go there. Let's let's just get some damn tires on it. Okay. okay. What All time right. we got? Uh, we got two minutes. Let's see who we got. We got four oh two. Four oh two. That's in Nebraska. All right. I know that one. All right. Hello, Nebraska. Are you there, Nebraska? Can you hear me now? Oh, there he is. Hello. Are you there? Might not be there. Hello, Nebraska. Hello. Well, I cannot hear him. Problem. Okay, we'll have to try somebody else. Uh, 252. 252. Uh, Indiana. Okay. All right. Uh, I'll agree. Okay. Indiana. Hello. Hello, 252. Yeah, that would be North Carolina. Uh, well, I've three, <laughs> go ahead. Uh, I've got a uh, 387 2010. Uh, got uh, told today that I needed to put uh, kingpins in it. I've oh. got wear on the right front. Uh, it's got 600,000 on it. Uh, well, it doesn't owe you anything. Okay. Yeah. Um, MD, I'm a Kevin Kool-Aid drinker. I've got the truck up to eight miles a gallon. Yeah, uh-huh. Hopefully going to be my last truck I own. Uh, uh-huh. At this time, putting kingpins in, what should I expect to pay? Doing both at the same time, and is this time to go ahead and redo the bank? Well, well, whoever takes it apart to do the kingpins is going to pull the hubs off anyway. Are they the original bearings? That's I don't know. Bought the truck. I uh, bought the truck with 300000 on it, and I put the other 300 on it. Yeah, that's probably If I'm going to pull it apart, if I'm going to pull it apart, I'm going to put new bearings and new races in it. Uh, I would go with Kaiser stainless steel kingpins. The bushings themselves, yes. Yeah. The stainless steel is the best. And put it back together and let the sucker run. Yeah. But I, okay, and I one have one question. Why yes, do they say that the kingpins need replaced? Yeah, how much movement was there, or what movement? Uh, it was minor. They couldn't be moved by hand. They took a breaker oh. bar to it and showed. Oh, forget me. about it. Forget no, about it. No, don't no. don't replace them. <laughs> They're not. They didn't even show you actual the, the movement that we're concerned about. 
When I replace a kingpin, it's because I jack it up one side of the truck. I grab the top of the tire with both of my hands. I push and pull on it, and it goes clunk, clunk. Now I'm going to replace a kingpin. Anything less than that, I'm not putting a kingpin in it. Right. If you take a breaker bar and you lift up the bottom of the wheel, what you're doing is you're lifting up against the, 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 the thrust bearing. The thrust bearing. Yes. Yeah. Up and down, I'm not too worried about. A little bit of movement there isn't yeah. going to kill it. No, you, I wouldn't do it. And it would cost you 1500 to $2,000. Right. Okay. Uh all right, so what about the wear then? Because uh, I've got the, the shoulder on it. It's got a hundred, hundred twenty-five thousand on Michelin's. Uh, mm-hmm. Always run light. Uh, of course, we specialize in uh, California and Canada. So it goes everywhere, but it's on there. You know, chew up a six hundred dollar tire. Okay, which? Tire is it? Is it the XZA three? Is it the XZA two? XZE? What is it? It's a three. It's XZA three. Okay. And is it wearing off both shoulders or one shoulder? Just one shoulder. Yep. On the and right outer. And it, the right outer. All right. Now, if you went to the truck and you took your finger and in the middle of each one of the ribs of the tire, there's a little cut in the rubber. It's called a sipe. Just take your finger, push it back and forth across it, in toward the frame, and then back out. If it feels smooth one way, particularly going in, smooth going in, and you feel it biting on your finger coming out, you have an alignment problem, not a kingpin problem. Right. Okay. So a better alignment shop then. Right. Then you need to get it to a good alignment shop, and and don't worry about that kingpin. Let's fix the alignment. Right. Okay, like I said, I'm a Kevin Kool-Aid drinker. It's been a good truck. Mm -hmm. I want to keep it. MD, Mm -hmm. I can find MD throughout the United States. Uh, Yeah, you go to our our website, mdalignment.com, go to the shop locator tab, Mm -hmm. pick the state you're interested in, and the shops in that state will come up, and you can call somebody and see what they can do for you. Right. Can I ask where you went that they told you that the kingpin was bad? Uh, the, The big two, it was a Petro. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't replace that kingpin in a heartbeat. And I and I would get it aligned by somebody that else. knows what they're doing. Yeah. 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 Well, it's the price of the tires. Yeah, that's why. And other than that, the truck is fine. Like I said, I, I'm a Kool Aid drinker. I've got it up to eight. It's an ISX uh, 500. And cool. uh, you know, I'm, I'm you know, I'm trying to stay within saving instead of spending yep. all the time. Right? Exactly. Exactly. That kingpin wouldn't have done you any good. Right. Roger on that. Hey, thank you so much for what you do for us out here. It, it makes a world of difference for us spending our own money. Well, thank you, sir. You have yourself a good day. All right. Thanks for good coming. Good day, sir. Bye. Okay, we never did get what state that was, did we? That's North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. That's right. But he said the truck runs California. All the keeps coming on and going on. Okay, let's try him. But while he's out there right now. So oh. going with a 928 real quick. No idea. 928? Yeah. I'm going to say North Carolina. New Mexico. All right. All right. Hello, 928. Hello? Are you there? Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. All right. Okay. Well, here's the other order. Let's the other. get this one done. What is it? Neighbor of North Carolina. It is? Yeah. Uh, 252. 252. North Carolina. Okay, North Carolina. Hello there. Good evening, gentlemen. Hello. Good evening. What got can we do for you? On a, got an issue on a 9400 International passenger side steer. It's wearing not on the outside ribs. But the one just in from those. Yeah, it's on the second rib side of the tire. Correct. What uh, what inflation are you running in that tire? Uh, generally, I run it at 110. Okay. And what make and model of tire is it? It's a cheapy Dynatrack, but okay. Uh, you're, you're under, I don't know the number under, off the top of my head. That's, that's all right. Dynatrack's enough. You're underinflated, and you've got a cheap tire. Okay. So the two combined are causing you a second rib depression wear. Right. 
The sidewall okay. of that tire probably calls for a 110 pressure, and you're running the minimum pressure. We find that now we need to run 120 in order to get those tires to stay flat so they don't wear like that. Right. Yeah, the issue okay, is the tire. Okay. Tell me what good? I needed in that. Yes, good sir. deal, buddy. You, you have a great day, and thank you for calling. All right. Thanks. You too. All right. Well, we made it. How much time did we run? We're one of an hour five. We're a little over time, but we got through all the questions. Yeah. We appreciate all of you folks calling in and giving us a good time. We will try and do this again next week, and hopefully, we'll have better information for you than we did this week. Yeah, because I don't. I, we might have just. I'm sure we screwed did. up everybody's. Uh, I'm sure we did because that's what we do. That's what we love. Yeah. Doing. Yeah. All right. All right. Talk to you all next week. Bye. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.